lower your expectations. It's a hockey podcast with Lance and Randall. Hi, and welcome to Hockey Podcast 3 from Lance and Randall. Lance, uh, I thought maybe you should start us off with your thoughts on checking in Bantam and above. It's a hot topic right now on the California hockey boards, and I was wondering what you had to say about it. That is uh, an interesting topic. It's very contentious on the internet. Thank you very much. And uh, because, you know, there's two sides to uh, every story, and I've been reading, as you, on the, on, the, on the hockey boards, and I respect both sides' opinions because... He does not. <laughs> because you got two... You, I mean, there's two sides of the story. You want to protect kids, and you don't want to put them in situations where they're going to get hurt, especially in this world of so much focus on concussions and the long-term effects of concussions, but you also don't want to damage the spirit of, of hockey and what it was built on. And so there's definitely got to be a balancing act in there, you know, and it, and I, uh, it, it's rough because I, I hear, you know, I'm going to err. I think my kids, as you had mentioned, are bigger, more physical players. So I kind of, kind of growing up in youth hockey respecting that style of play. I remember Lance banging on the glass several times because his kid <laughs> had made what one might call a decleating hit. Uh, decleating is, of course, coming from football, but I don't have a hockey version of it. So a decleating hit on a member of the other team. Yes, and so I can understand if, uh, if that's not your, your player's style of play where that could bother you. and uh, Well, but let's also talk about the changing landscape of hockey. Are the rules changing so that your more hitting kids or your heavier hitting kids are going to be out of games or not available because they're in the penalty box or they are suspended because of parents pushing them to, to hit harder and more and things like Are they going to serve a little bit of a penalty uh, uh, because of the way they're taught to play a physical game. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's interesting that you that you say that because I do hear a lot of people saying that the landscape's changing, right? And that we're going to a more high skill, low physical game. But I, you know, but I question that. Is it changing? Because it, in my vision, I've been watching hockey for. 40 plus years. Right. Well, that, and also youth hockey. What are you watching right now in your kids' leagues, in the upper division leagues? How are the games being called? I think I think right now, like you said, they're, they're, they're being called tighter, uh, but it's very inconsistent. And I've read that on the boards and I agree. It's very inconsistent. you got some people who allow more, other people who don't allow more. But I think the bottom line is that whenever there's a big hit, the referee – wants to he, he doesn't want to be accused I don't think of not protecting the kids he sees a big hit and even if it's a legal hit some of the referees panic and think I gotta call a penalty or I have to eject this kid because if not then people are going to question whether I'm doing my job and and again coming from the perspective that I come from just because there's a big hit doesn't necessarily mean it's penalty worthy and and as far as the hockey landscape goes Again, in 40-plus years, the landscape changes dramatically. You know, in, in 2012, when the Kings won the Stanley Cup, they won as a heavy team, as they would refer to them. They were physical. They were big. They didn't have any high skill Sidney Crosby superstars on the team. 
you know, they had good players, but they had guys who I would consider blue-collar guys who rolled up their sleeves and just worked hard. And after they won, teams started flooding their teams where they were looking for that heavy guy with skill who can who can play a, a rough game but can also put up points. Uh, I don't mean then, to focus you here, but how does this reflect on youth hockey? Because I know you told me about somebody that was saying one year they wanted this and one you remember right. you talking about that. Exactly. So how does this apply to the kids? Well, it applies to hockey because, like you said, I think right now there's a huge movement uh, to to call the games tighter and to, to, to try to uh, tone down the physicality. But, the, but then the question becomes, you know, what's your long-term goal? Now, my long-term goal would be hopefully my kids reach – as high a level of hockey as possible, and and you start to question, though, if we, if we go overboard, are we preparing them for the NHL? Because I don't see an NHL style that's not finishing checks, that are not playing physical. Do your kids sometimes um, – do they sometimes uh, have difficulty getting on the ice because they play heavy? Do you believe that's ever happened? You mean like bench shortening that they don't get as much playing time? Right. Do do they sometimes have a hard time sending the heavy players out in the last five minutes of a game because they really don't want a penalty? Yes, I think it, it depends on the player. Right. And uh, no, I'm talking about your kids. Okay, my kids. I think at one point I would say yes. Okay. They were having trouble getting out there, but that's with, the point that I was trying to get right. to from the other side, which is I agree, heavy play and hard play is is going to be very beneficial. But when you talk about youth hockey. You, the most important thing is that your kids are out there during the time when uh, when the play is most important, right? The last three minutes of the game, the power play. Point, right. you know, these, these really formative moments, I think, come during the pressure periods. And I think that you still have to be careful about uh, producing a heavy checking player in the Bantam Leagues because he might not be – they might not want to put him out in those last uh, five minutes because they're worried he's going to take a – or he's going to give a hit. And right. give the other team an advantage. Exactly. I mean, that's true. And then I think uh, for my kids, it was it was an educational. It was a learning experience. Right. And they had to learn to play smart. And that's and, what I wanted to pass on to these to the people listening. Right. Is is that you know heavy play is is going to be rewarded in in some in some circles. Right. But you have to have that head about where the clock is. And, right. you know, you ha- a heavy player, you have to teach a little bit differently than you have to play a skill player or a, a whatever you want to call it. Exactly, because you yeah. don't want to put the team at risk, like exactly. you said. And, and even if you're playing clean and doing the right yes. things. No, no, that's what we were just talking about. You don't want to get A big hit is, is, can be clean and still can be risky. Exactly, and be penalized. Right. And, so, uh, I mean, your heavy player, it, even if he's given a really smart t- opportunity to lay a kid out in the last two minutes, he might want to hold up. Right. Uh, he might want, you know, in, in the middle of the game, he might want to send a message. In the last two minutes, he might want to hold up. Right. So, but I think too, I wanted to to, to point out that you know, in on the one side of the argument, you know, I'd read where where people felt like, hey, like some people go so far as to say there's no place in it, it there's no place for that in the game anymore. And and I, I've read comments where people are talking about the fact that, hey, if you're solely going in there to hit the player. And make physical contact. That's not really hockey. And and what is that? There's no advantage to that as opposed to a guy who's going in there and truly trying to separate the player from the puck, but gain a control of the puck. 
And uh, and I could say with first-hand knowledge, though, that's not true. You're missing a part. I've seen before, I've seen a game, uh, multiple games, where one big hit can change the whole complexion of the game. And 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 the hit was meant to, you know, for the physicality. And maybe he's not necessarily going for that puck in that moment. But I've seen where a guy's coming down, a big hit, he loses the puck, goes right onto the teammate's stick, and they score a goal. I've seen it three or four times this year alone when that play has happened. So there is a place for it. I've seen, if you remember in, in Miami, we were playing a team uh, at that time that we had played multiple times and can never beat, just can never beat them. It was, uh, it was like a 1-1 game, uh, and we our team had a characteristic against this team, which was like the number one team in the nation, to kind of fall apart. What was the, the name game. of the team? Just just uh, uh, just to drop names. Uh, it was Bell Tire. Bell Tire, thank you. And uh, uh, and so we had lost to them multiple times in this particular game. They went on the uh, uh, they went on the power play. They were moving the puck around. Uh, this particular player, my son, uh, came came across, read the play, and as soon as the defenseman received the puck, he just laid a big heavy blow, scooped up the puck. They went on a break, scored. To make it two-one, and the whole game changed from that moment on. The rest of the time, the the, the other team was flat-footed. Um, they didn't play with that swagger and confidence, and we just controlled the game the rest of the way out and beat them uh, for the first time in like three, four straight games in a row. And uh, I still remember that parents from the other team had said that single play won the game because our players were intimidated. They were worried about going into corners. Uh, and, and and maybe potentially getting hit hard by the other players. So, well, and let me uh, let me be the balance on that. Uh, I am much more. Uh, I don't have the big kid, and so it's my uh, it's my experience not to have be on the other end of that. And I say that perhaps hockey is going to have to evolve to keep all the kids in the sport. Um, that what you like about it is where your kid is obviously has an advantage over everyone else. And yet uh, too many of, of those big kids running into little kids and you're going to have broken bones and people dropping out of the sport. And um, I still have, uh, and again, Lance and I can disagree. We've been very good friends. Uh, <laughs> I still have in my, uh, in the back of my mind that the sport is less about injuries and more about skill. Now, we can argue about whether these really good hits cause injuries on big players and things like that. And, and I can see your point and I can see that at the very upper levels, uh, it's going to be a lot of big bodies running into a lot of big bodies. I, because of where I come from, prefer uh, a game that is not built on intimidation and um, brute force and is built on skill and or teamwork. And I understand that both work to win a hockey game. I just, if I were leading the hockey landscape, I would go towards that. And I know there are people listening like, oh, that's, that's, the, that's the girly or you know, feminine side of the sport. I don't like it. And I've heard kids on the, uh, uh, on the ice say that kind of stuff too. Uh, but you know, my uh, opinion, uh, although maybe not uh, as valid at the very top levels of hockey, is that uh, that the protection of all the players, you can still have a very high level of the game without that part of hockey in it. 
there was a once a time. Now we we have to agree. There was once a time when it was all clutch, clutch and grab, right? right. In, the, in the NHL, there was once a time when there were no face masks. You know, hockey evolves all the time, and so to say that it's not hockey, I'm sure somebody said, "Hey, face masks, that's not hockey." Right. You know, visors, that's not hockey. Hey, what pads on a goalie? Ha, that's not hockey. Every generation is going to push the sport in a different direction. Uh, if I were the person leading the band, I would be going the opposite way of what we're talking about here. But that does not mean that I am right. And in fact, my good friend Lance probably is. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. No, but I will that. say um, that... You have, you, know, put, you have to put both sides in. That's right. what I'm saying. Well, I, well, I like, like I said, I, I like uh, heavy, I guess it's called heavy hockey. But I will say this, I don't like fighting in hockey. And, no, I know and that. I don't particularly feel that there's a place for that. Uh, I know that, and 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 by the way, I'm not calling you out for uh, for being um, overly violent. I know what you're talking about. You're not talking about the kid because I know the kid that goes out to be violent and to basically right. terrorize other kids and and doesn't know how to play the sport that well, but just wants to hurt other people and uses hockey as his. You know, I right. I, I played football eight years. I, I met that kid very many times. Uh, it was kind of fun. Uh, but, um, you know, you are not that guy that just wants violence added to hockey. Right. You are the guy that wants hockey to involve the skillful presentation of hitting as well as. Exactly. Yeah. So Because uh, like you said, I, I just saw a video, a no. private video of uh, Ooh, that a, someone A private shared. video. Uh, uh, no, this me, this yes. sounds good. Uh, it was what was involved there? Well, what involved it was a player was skating without the puck. Okay, this is not as interesting as I thought it was going to be. Puck went behind the net. The player was in front of the net and just got absolutely hammered yeah. by someone and got injured. And like you said, my dad, there's no place for that. Yeah. I mean, he's not playing the puck. He doesn't have the puck. It was just why would what would the intention of that hit be other than to hurt someone? Uh, my kid got hit after uh, a whistle, uh, 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 the whistle blown, and some kid was frustrated because he took the puck off him and he broke two bones. Now, that is that is a very small window and a very small sample size. He's never been injured before. But, of course, that makes me worried about when you add violence into it, uh, some kids can handle it and some kids can't with their maturity. Right. And so I do understand why uh, some refs look at the game and say, well, some of these kids are idiots. Let's ref this way. Because right. they're not going to do it the right way anyway. They're 14 years old. They're Panthers. Right. Exactly. Can I skip you into like what kind of programs you would advise for Bantams in Southern California? Because I know you've, you've shopped around there a little bit, too. I know you, he was at Shattuck during this time, but you know a lot about the... Like, if I were a Bantam and I was going to be playing in, in Southern California, where would you where would you lead me? Um, okay, I would first ask you, what, what level is your kid playing? My kid is the best kid that has ever played hockey. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, uh, that's, that's just every uh, hockey dad I've ever met, so I just wanted to make sure, and I... I, 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 I mean, you I know, to... I, I got to tell you, there's there's... A lot of different programs, and and sometimes you don't have to play AAA to get the best development, uh, because there's great coaches at all different levels. So my answer to that would be, which is what I've tried to do over the last few years, is do your homework, talk to the coaches, because different coaches are better suited for different kids, and you want to be with the right coach. And I think that's probably the most valuable lesson I've learned over the course of ten plus years of hockey. I mean. 
I wouldn't even worry about A's, double A's, triple A's. Like I said, if I had it to do over again from scratch, my main focus would be find a coach who believes in my kid, who wants to work with my kid, wants to make my kid better. And I don't care if he's playing A, B, double uh, A, whatever. It's it for me. It's about the coach and it's about the development. Now, as they get older, and your in your in your son or daughter is now 15, 16, 17 years old, then I say, okay, now it's more important to be with a club that's going to give your child visibility and people are going to see him and places like Shattuck are going to see him. And and typically the bigger clubs like the Ducks and the Kings and maybe the Sharks uh, and the Goals, they're going to, you know, and especially if you have a AAA team, they're going to get you that exposure that right. you're going to need because you're going to want your kid to, to push on to the next level and, you know, playing uh, B hockey somewhere uh, at 16 years old or A hockey, I don't know that you're going to get a lot of a lot of scouts showing up and a lot of people, um, a lot of visibility. So that's why I say in the beginning, look for the coach that's going to fit your child and different coaches fit different kids. And, and look later. close by, guys. Look, look. I mean, I get it. Look as close as you can. Don't put your kid in the car that long. There you go. No, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah you, it doesn't have to be five minutes. If it's 20 minutes, it's 20 minutes. It's still good. It's the it's the long. If, do you mind if I hijack this and talk a little bit about girls hockey? Let's do it. Okay. The Bantams, I've noticed uh, that the girls that are playing in Bantams, um, I, I, I respect them. But the minute you get out of Peewee's uh, with the girls, I think you should go to a all-girls uh, um, club. Uh, it is not because I don't think the girls can't handle a hit. Uh, girls are, you know, tough, tough people too. It's just I do believe that uh, bantam and above, the the sport is different than for right. Yes, it, it's a very different sport. Uh, the way you play it, the way you teach it, and the way everything goes. Um, and the 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 other thought I I I would say on this is we've had the experience in girls hockey, especially in the bantam and above. Uh, where do the girls play? I'll, I'll I'll ask you that question. Where if if have you seen any girls playing bantam hockey? Um, well, I don't follow very closely. No, but like on uh, the on the youth teams that you've uh, been around. Yeah, stuff. yeah, I see. And where do they play? Um, not not club, but what position do they play? Oh, I I thought they play. Well, what is mostly forward? No, mostly defense. Oh, mostly defense. Almost see, I don't know. all of them that we've seen that uh, play in the bantam and and that they're always playing defense, and that. That rubs me the wrong way because if you're a girl, uh, it's like in-house. By the way, all the men co coaches out there, you always put my girl on defense when when you start her her in any game where it's co-ed. Stop it. Thank you. <laughs> Randy's very opinionated. I am. Today. Stop it. The girls have to learn to play uh, offense funny. too. Okay. Uh, it's a ridiculous thing. But, Mike, I asked this coach uh, to move my kid up to uh, offense. There are 10 boys on the team, and they're like a couple girls. All the girls are playing defense. And I say, please, put him up there. We spent a half year where I, every time I had to ask him politely, and he wouldn't do it. It was like, oh, no, she's really important. She's really mature. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, mature, great. Got it. <laughs> now please put her on offense. And uh, they moved her up two weeks ago, and she had a hat trick. Now I am not saying, by the way, this is not big boy hockey. It's big girl hockey. Uh, um, but, um, and this is uh, anecdotal evidence this is one game but girls have to learn 
to play offense for the teams they're going to play on, which are all girls. Because in an all girls team, can you have everyone play defense? No. No, you cannot. If there are five, that's exactly right. <laughs> if there are five skaters and all the girls have been dumped on defense all their lives, yeah. And I, yeah, I think you see my point. Well, you know, to your point too, I would Make say this is that because they are completely different, different styles of play, mm. you know, the one thing I did notice that, you know, at Shattuck, I don't think I ever remember a boys' team ever scrimmaging against the girls' team because they kept them separate. No. And they were playing different styles of play. Exactly. And it totally makes sense. Uh, in our leagues in California, we play the AAA Ducks every year as Bantam AA uh, boys' teams. And every year, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a challenge. They can't hit them, uh, nor do they want to. They're scared of them. You know, a 14-year-old boy running into a 16-year-old girl, doesn't matter when it happens. They're still massively intimidated, uh, and that's what they are. Now, usually the boys still win, by the way. we we uh, Most of the boys' teams beat the 16 AAA teams, but that's not the point. The point to me is that you've got to stop thinking of girls uh, as defensive assets only, uh, and I see that a lot when I see the girls' hockey landscape. Um, let me move on to uh, our equipment follow-up. Uh, we were talking about helmets uh, briefly, and so I got some helmet reference points here uh, for everyone. Um, and this is from the Virginia Tech uh, Hockey Helmets Ratings. Um, and you can look this up, but uh, right now the only five-star helmet is the CCM Fitlight 500. Uh, that's, that's aging a little bit, so you might not be able to find that one. The Bauer React 200 is a four-star helmet. And those are the two that are are best rated in the hockey. They do all of these simulations uh, for concussions. And as we all know, there's not a helmet that's going to protect your kid completely, uh, not even close. And in fact, I'm sure these ratings are only so valuable to anyone. But we're parents. Right. We want to have the absolute best thing on our kid's head that's possible. The last two helmets that we bought for our boys mm -hmm. were Bauer React. Two there you go. There you go. Uh, and I think we have the same things, by the way. Uh, we have two. Uh, we, we had a CCM Resistance 300, but it fell apart. It fell apart, CCM. Huh. I hope someone from CCM is listening. You can send me a replacement. I noticed on this rating they had a two-star. Yeah, it's not that good either. Yeah. Sorry, CCM. Uh, but yeah, the the ratings are there. Uh, CCM resistance is down uh, two stars. Uh, it's uh, like ninth on the list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seventh on the list. Um, but you can get this list uh, and take it uh, with a grain of salt. Uh, these are just scientists looking at a bunch of different hits on a on a hockey helmet and determining whether or not they would uh, result in a, um, uh, a concussion. And you know, you just don't know. Uh, the some of the really bad helmets. If you want to look at the bottom, uh, some of them are expensive. That's that's what surprised me. Uh, where's the down here? Like the the CCM Fitlight 90, right? The 500 gives you a <laughs> a, a, a five star. The Fitlight 90 and it's 140 dollars. It gives you like nothing. It basically tapes some ham to the, your kid's head, and it would be better than the Fitlight 90 if you believe what they're saying in Virginia right. Tech. Have you ever taped ham to your kid's head? No. No, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I, it's just not enough. And that's why, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, they don't uh, often urge you to tape lunch meat to your kid's head for protection. Um, but uh, anything else you wanted to uh, talk about with helmets, Lance? Uh, no. I, like I said, we use that, that Bauer React. Uh, the boys seem to be very happy with it. But I know 
that we use a lot of CCM uh, equipment also. Um, you know, I think, uh, I'm not sure why we chose the Bauer CCM. I think it was most comfortable that they liked at that moment. Right. Well, and helmets, you don't have as many choices as you do sticks. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, when you get to helmets, you don't have a 500 choices in, in, in how they fit. And, you know, each company, if it fits your kid's head well, it's going to be very important that that fits there. I'm sorry, someone's coming in the room right now. This is our character segment. Uh, uh, excuse me, uh, ma'am, who are you? Hi, I'm Rachel. I thought, uh, And Rachel, uh, you are someone uh, that's on my son's uh, team, correct? Yeah. You're on everyone's son's team, by the way. This is a, this is play acting here. Um, I'm on your son's peewee team. Yes, you're on my son's peewee team. And uh, your son's name is? Uh, Joe. And uh, and uh, we everybody calls him Joey. Uh, can you tell me, uh, uh, Joey's mom, uh, Rachel, how you would fix the team? Well, you know, my son was a star last year at Squirt. He, he was. scored like 60 goals. And then this year, he just hasn't been given the puck enough. That's the problem with the team. They just don't give him the puck enough. They don't respect him as a player. And if they would just give him the puck, they would have so many more goals and Absolutely. he'd be winning. Yeah, no. Um, just so I know, when you say they don't give him the puck enough, could that be, oh, the result of ice time? Well, yes, of course. And oh. He's not on the ice enough. He's Joey. He's not on the. He's no. not on the power play. No. Even though when he was on the power play, on the power scored. play, everything turned around, right, for the they, entire team. They scored on the power play yes. when he was on the power play, and they gave him one shot on the penalty kill, and he stopped the puck. And every then, time, then he got off, and then he's never been put on the power play never. or the penalty kill ever again. And I just don't understand why he scored over sixty goals last season. He's. You're saying that he played hockey last year. Very well. Yeah. And now in Pee Wee's, yeah. he is not getting the proper amount of respect. He's not getting the enough ice time no. so that he can score the equal number of goals as he scored last season. There's no reason whatsoever why he wouldn't achieve the same things the next season. Now, <laughs> just so I know, uh, is there any way that you could fix the team that involves other players? Or yes, is it all I about... Think, uh, if you if you put Joe... Yep, yep. Uh, or Joey, as you like Joey. to call yeah. him. His name's uh, Joey. But, you know, I call him Joe. Right, um, Joseph. If you put Joe in, as the center... Like Stalin. If you put Joe as the center right. and let him control the line and tell the other kids what to do more, then I'm sure that they would learn to pass to him and then he could score more goals. Joey's mom, I, all I have to say to you is thank you for coming in because I, I think we've all met Joey's well, mom before, haven't we? Exactly. I, I yeah. think you'll find that there's a lot of people that agree with me. All of the people that know you. Uh, thank you very much, Joey's mom.